On this episode of the podcast, we call on this the Pearl River County High School Football Preview Show. We'll sit down and have interviews with all three local high school football coaches. Should be a good one. Hope you enjoy. Ready for faster internet and better service? Of course you are. And that's exactly what you'll get with Coast Connect. Coast Connect gives you blazing speed for faster downloads, streaming video, gaming, or working from home. And it's backed by top shelf service from local people you know and trust. Why wait? Get the speed you need with the service you deserve. Sign up today at coastconnect.com. Coast Connect, powered by Coast Electric. Cody, I'm fired up. Our first one of the year that we get to actually talk about football that's going to take place in less than a week. Um, It's Brandon Week, the opener on the road. Talk to me about the way that the spring leading up to and then the fall, the way that your teams reacted off of perfect season a year ago well just the i mean the atmosphere around here is electric right now especially going dating back to spring obviously we went through three weeks of spring i thought we had a great spring training uh you know we were minus our baseball and most of our basketball players most of the time you know they were off doing great things so uh, we were able to fill in find some positions that we know we needed to fix and and get better at so uh you know, obviously moving on from from the spring, we had a, had one of the best summers we've ever had since I've been here. I mean, we averaged 50, 50 players here every day, every time this door these doors were open this summer. So, you know, the commitment of, of wanting to make themselves better and be here every day was there. And uh, that just, that just you know, really kind of rolled over into the fall camp. And, uh, you know, obviously it's, you know, these these kids are, you know, while we said they're they're different, you know, they're, they're, they're different, they're built from, they're they're special and uh you know so you know i always say they're extraordinary because you know obviously people are everybody's dealing with the heat we all got to deal with the heat but you know we haven't had one issue or one of them said something about it complained about it uh you know i think they're understanding now that they got to control their controllables and i think that's something they've learned moving off moving from last year to this year and uh it shows i mean it shows what the work we're putting in I think, you know, first day game week today, but, you know, I think we were ready to play last week. They were ready to get out there getting after each other. So, you know, it's electric around here right now. Uh, you know, we just got to keep them grounded, keep them from getting too overly too excited. But, you know, we just talked about it a second ago while we were listening with the, the, the linemen. Uh, you know, we got to still be humble. Um, you know, the game's going to be here before we know it. So don't get too excited because obviously, you know, when, when it now 8 o'clock Friday night, you know, we'll be ready to go. Cody, when you look at it, you lost a great group of seniors uh, last year. Every time we get a chance, we tip our, our hat to what they were able to accomplish. This group of seniors, how many snaps that they've played, what they've been able to accomplish their sophomore and junior years. It really used the word extraordinary, what they've accomplished thus far. So how is this group now that it's their really their chance to lead if you will how have they reacted to being seniors well you know i i I said it before the last year's group is the best team that's ever come through picking but you know this group has not has has a path laid out in front of them to even go further than that so uh but the thing is you know the foundation being has been laid they just got to build upon it and that's what we're preaching right now is you know the job's not done just because we've been there and done it you know, there's more work to be done. We're, we're always striving to be better. I mean, it's just something we teach in football. We're going to teach in life. You know, we're never going to be the best person we can be because, you know, there's always a, a chance to get 1% better every day. And uh, and that's that's what our goal is this year. Obviously, the bullseyes would be bigger on our back than it has been in the past. But just the leadership we have is, is man, it's, it's unbelievable because, you know, like you said, a lot of guys have got 30 snaps in high school football under their belt and some with 15-plus. So, that goes a long ways with, uh, with just molding a football team together because now it's not the personality of teams in the past or the coaches, it's the personality of your leaders, and we are blessed to have multiple leaders on this football team. Yeah, when you look at it, Coach, and for you as a – I'm going to still call you a, a young coach. Sometimes that gets lost in the mix, only going into your fourth year. You uh, coaching those games, these seniors, that's another regular season when you put the back-to-back runs – and the playoffs together. That's 10 regular season games. That's all some high schools uh, get. So uh, very impressive. Coach, when you look at it, you mentioned the heat. The games have been bumped back to eight. Some of the odd stuff that y'all have had to do and other teams as well. Do you feel fully prepared like you normally do at this time uh, to go to war on Friday night? I, I, I mean, 
I think I don't never believe you're honestly really fully prepared for things that can come at you that's out of your control. I think we're fully prepared by the stuff that we can control. I think you know we our effort and our intensity uh, and the preparedness we've done in the film room and then on the field. I think we're prepared in that aspect, but I don't think we're ever truly prepared for the outside stuff that we can't control, like for you know weather, referees, anything like that. So. Uh, but you know, if, if you don't go through adversity, how are you ever going to get stronger? Uh, you know, and, and, and adversity teaches us really what, to me, what kind of person are we? Are we? You know, I mean, we're a person that folds and gives up because it's not easy, or, or are we? Uh, are we the person who accepts the challenge full, full on, and and uh, you know, with our fists closed and chin up and ready to go? And I think that's what these guys are. I mean, you get to see them all the time, and I mean, man, they're fun to be around. It's. It's not, it doesn't take a whole lot to get them motivated just for anything, really. And so, you know, obviously, I don't think they really care if we're playing at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, or even 6 o'clock in the morning. Uh, they're ready for that football to be kicked off. Yeah, this is a special group when it comes to their energy. I'll just double down on that comment. Man, they are uh, some kind of fun to be around. Coach, we talked about the outgrowing, uh, outgoing seniors. Some spots at your club when you looked at, uh, when they walked out and said, oh, we're gonna have to address some things, some spots that you maybe thought about and, and how that's coming along as you get ready for your first ball game. Well, man, I mean, just every spot that we fill are big, sho- big shoes to fill. I mean, you know, look at the two two spots on the offensive line, Peyton Wells and Gage Thibodeau. You know, those two right there have th- played, played uh, played really like 30 games. Yeah, and, and didn't so, lose a whole lot of them. And, and no, and then so they played 30 games, and that's just experience that's so hard to, to, to you know, you, 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 take it for, you don't take it for granted because you know that's hard. You don't, might not get it again, but we're confident in the two sophomores we have right there. Now, obviously, they're not going to be well as seasoned as what Peyton and Gage were. You know, Peyton was that leader on that offensive line. He was the coach up there for us. So, uh but I think what they've left is, uh, you know, they, they they left, you know, they left it in better than what they found it. I'll mm-hmm. say that. And obviously, and, you know, um, really probably the toughest spot we've had to fill was, to me, is the best fullback that's ever played at Picayune. And that's pretty much – that's pretty good company, really, sure. to say that. And wow. I, I believe that with my whole heart and Darnell Smith. So, he's off doing stuff at Parker Community College now. I think he's going to have a great career on the next level. But – we know we get two guys in Conti and Cooper that we're really confident in. Uh, they're going to get us a lot of snaps there. They, and, and uh, you know, I think that, you know, I think they're up for the challenge of what that position entails. That's, you know, it's one of the most important positions in our offense. So, but then, of course, and, you know, we've lost some players in the defensive backfield. And, um, you know, I, I, we've, a lot of the guys we have played there have played significant playing time. So it's not like we're, we're not losing a ton of experience, but we're going to have, there's some pretty good players back there as well. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, Morgan Kraft will be out most of the year, and that's a big weapon for us. You know, it gets lost in the, in the muck, you know, special teams is, you know, you, you, you might not win a game on special teams, but you can sure lose one on it. And, you know, missing him for those first weeks and being able to kick that ball in the end zone and, and be a sure thing on extra points, you know, it's, it's tough, and it's tough for him. I know he's really, really excited about wanting to be back out there. But, you know, Jamal Simmons is going to fill in great for him. And, uh you know, we we put a lot of trust in Jamal, and he's been working his butt off. So, you know, it's just all about you know. It's, they say rebuild. People want to say rebuild, but I don't think it's ever rebuild. I think it's regroup, refocus, and and uh, see where you're at. Coach, if you're gonna uh, have a kid leave like you described, and Darnell Smith is kind of nice. He left little brother back behind, huh? Yeah, he's a pretty good one. So, I mean, you know, Darrell's kind of like that guy. He he he's gonna be able to do it all for us. So, we ask a lot of him, but he uh. You know, he has some big shoulders, and, and I think, you know, he's the type that wants you to get on his back and he'll carry you wherever he needs to go. Such a quiet uh, guy that carries such a competitive spirit. My son, I have to draw things out of him. He's real quiet in nature. And E, when we left here the other night, he said, you don't get onto the rail for being so quiet. I said, I don't think I'm going to get on the rail <laughs> for much, man. He's, a, I, I assume, a pleasure to coach. Very, I mean, yeah, just – Yes, sir. I mean, he gives you everything he's got in every play. I mean, but it's like like Chris, same way, uh, Nike, Amarion. I mean, you know, they're just pleasures to be around, not just just from coaching football, but just in general, being just good human beings, man. I mean, if they if you, if you can't have a smile on your face after talking with these young men, and I'm gonna say really all these guys on these ten, like then you know you gotta look in the mirror and figure out what's wrong with you, because uh, you know I love these guys like like their own kids because I feel like they are and. You know, and, and you always hear him say it, it's a family. And I really believe that, 
you know, the culture that these guys have brought into this locker room has truly made it a family. Cody, when you look at the first two weeks and really the first front half of the schedule, a brutal gauntlet to walk through. Tell our listeners the mindset on particularly the Brandon and the Catholic scheduling. Those are uh, two two opponents that we're not necessarily used to seeing on a Picayune Maroon Tide schedule. Kind of talk about that scheduling and the respect for both of those programs. Well, I mean, we had to do what we could do to <laughs> yeah. find a football game. You know, we I've reached out to everybody local and even on the coast or just within, you know, a hundred square mile radius of just finding games and, you know, I mean, so for some reason they didn't, they don't want to play us. <laughs> I can't figure but, it out either, coach. But you know what? Uh, we were very lucky. Uh, got in touch with Coach Williams at Brandon. He was, one, he, I was working my way up to the state, and uh, we both he he agreed with myself, and we agreed with each other that this would be good for Mississippi uh, to have a game like this. And uh, oh, no, unfortunately, we got to go there. But I mean, it, it is what it is, you know. And and uh, Catholic High was just another one that was just really more of a luck thing. I uh, got a phone call one day out of the blue and. Uh, coach was telling me that they're looking for for a game. He actually thought we were Ocean Springs at first. Is the funny thing about it. And wow. I told him he ain't, he ain't, <laughs> we ain't messing this one up. He's coming here, so we're able to get them. And they're going to be a very very good football team. I mean, they're in they're they are playing for the Louisiana State Championship, you know, pretty regularly. So you know, it's good to have these games early to figure out what kind of team we are and who we are. I know we we know we say we got a lot of players back, but. What is our identity going to be? What is our mentality going to be? Are we going to work to get better? Do we have the right players in the positions where we need them to be? And that's a good thing about these first five games is we'll get to find that out. Obviously, we'll get to play Diablville, Gulfport, and Ocean Springs, teams we're familiar with. Obviously, Ocean Springs, we played in the spring. But, uh, you know, those are guys we're familiar with. So, But, you know, the tough schedule to me just makes you better for the future. I mean, you know, we might have we, we got to make sure the right guys are on the bus and make sure the right guys are on the field. So and there's no better way to do it than playing the competition like we're playing. And uh, I mean, now you know, I get the question is like, why did you schedule so hard? I was like, well, it wasn't by choice. But you know what? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it is what it is. If you want to, to me, if you want to be the best, you got to play the best and beat the best. So uh, and that's what we're trying to be is we're trying to be the best. So and I think it just gets us more prepared for 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 district and then you know hopefully moving into the playoffs. Coach, it was a lot of fun, man. It always is to get to visit with you. Look forward to standing on that turf up in Brandon on Friday evening and getting ready for kickoff. Yeah, man. Can't wait. Roll Tide. It feels good to buy local. Whether you're supporting your community's small businesses, family-owned restaurants, or Farm Bureau Insurance, the local agents at Farm Bureau Insurance are dedicated to always helping you protect what's important. Farm Bureau Insurance is headquartered right here in Mississippi with local agents in your community. If you're shopping for car, home, or life insurance in the Popleville area, call Kate Amaker at 601-795-4585. Or if you're in the Picayune Carrier area, call Robert Hester, Lane Kazan, or me, Ross Gilbo, at 601-798-2861. And go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau Casualty, Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Jackson, Mississippi. Labor and Delivery Unit at Highland Community Hospital is proud to welcome new babies and support growing families in our community. Our qualified, caring staff, along with state-of-the-art technology, make Highland Community Hospital a wonderful place to welcome your new baby. So call 601-358-9422 to schedule your appointment today or visit highlandch.com forward slash here for you. Welcome back into the Pearl River County High School Football Preview Show. Jeff Lossett standing by with first-year head coach of the Pearl River Central Blue Devils, Coach Jacob Webb. Coach, uh, thanks for taking time for the podcast. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. Coach, uh, got a little late start in the spring. You come on board, and I think I asked you if things were going 100 miles an hour, and you said they were going a million miles an hour. You're coming on board uh, a little late, later than you would probably have liked to. Uh, But talk a little bit about how your spring went and then – you played the black and blue game, a little bit about that, and then how you transitioned into the summertime workout with the kids. Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, you know, finally got moved over in July, which that was, you know, important. That two-hour drive every day was getting a little little much. Uh, yeah, spring game was good. Uh, showed a lot of, you know, energy. They, uh, you know, obviously we're not where we want to be. You never really truly are. But, uh, you know, the Friday night I think we played with a lot of effort. Which goes a long way. Find a lot of stuff we can clean up, and you know, started t- uh, 
moving forward in that direction today. So hopefully, hopefully we can get a lot cleaned up this week and get a lot better. You know, usually after that first game, going in that second game, that's when you see the the most improvement in your season. You know, coach, you mentioned this past Friday night had a two quarter jamboree with the varsity. Uh, started the game at. Seven o'clock. It ended, of course. Six, six, tied halftime. But some things that you and the other coaching staff come and seen film, and y'all, you know, you you watch film all day on Sunday. But getting uh, to to work, uh, implementing some things you've seen on film, but then get, getting ready for this uh, this first week opponent. Uh, yeah, man. We, you know, we got to get more physical up front. We, you know, we got to get uh, better in our alignments. We had, you know, a couple. Uh, a couple times we weren't lined up right. Uh, you know, the effort's there. We just got to find the rest. Um, you know, we got to play assignment football. You know, it's we're coming in late. It's, you know, it's hard to put everything in that you want to put in in, in a short time. And, uh, you know, I think the kids have done well adapting what we're giving them, but they got to, you know, they got to pick up more real soon. Uh, you know, I thought Corday had a nice game offensively. Uh, you know, we lost a couple kids, which is unfortunate due to injuries. Uh, you know, saw some bright spots, saw some, you know, Wesley Russells and and uh, Ivan Mitchells, you know, playing a little bit uh, more than maybe they had anticipated uh, going in. But, uh, you know, I was a senior, his first year with the program. Uh, I think he's got a lot of ability, uh, looked really good defensively. Garrett Oder, uh, Ethan Lossette, uh of course, a couple of the freshmen. You know, I thought uh, Jacob Tuminella played well and a- Aiden Radosta and, you know, you hate to name some without all of them, but that's something that, that definitely stood out. But I think the pieces are there. Uh, we're not exactly where we want to be yet, but there's some pieces there to have a little success. Uh, you know, we got to get better, better every day, and you know, hopefully, here in a couple of years, we'll we'll see a really good turnaround. You know, coaching. We talk about uh, getting better. Me and you talked off the air about you know things are clicking into place sometimes, and then sometimes you see a step back. I mean, you're just trying to get it all uh, going together at one time. Uh, talk about – I know the heat. The heat has been an issue. Uh, of course, where I work, the heat's an issue. But really out for these boys, the heat's been an issue for summer and then things that our state are doing uh, during practice, only allowing you certain times because the heat's been so bad. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's really feel like you're handcuffed a little bit. You know, if you had an indoor practice facility, you know, maybe it's easier for teams that have mm-hmm. that. Not everybody's got that. Uh, but, you know, you look at the wet bulb and we try to do things the right way and, and you know, uh, abide by the mandates and – uh, you know, it's been difficult. There's been days we go out and have to come back in and, you know, sit and wait and hope we can get a little bit more time in. And, uh, you know, the best the best temperature day, I guess you could call it, last week we had, it was, you know, lightning. So uh, we've, we've definitely been facing that a little bit. And we've had longer uh, departure times from practice. I don't necessarily mean long practices. You just kind of write, sit around and wait for the wet bulb to get where it needs to get and, there's days you can't condition. Of course, that's a concern. I think this is kind of a counterproductive deal uh, from the standpoint, yeah, we want to take care of kids and stuff like that, but we're still going to play on Friday night no matter what the wet bowl be. So, I, I, you know, I think maybe that's something that needs to be looked at where it's like, you know, yeah, but we still got to do a little bit so they can get acclimated to the heat because, uh, you know, the heat's dangerous. We know that, but you can't really get acclimated if you're waiting for the wet bowl to go down to a certain degree. Of course, that's above my play, pay grade. That's somebody else's decision. Yeah, and we've already seen – me and you talked about it during practice here today, and we, you've already seen some of the games of two teams have uh, talked about it and agreed they're moving some back to eight. Mm-hmm. I think uh, South Pike and Pearl Central agreed. I think we're bumping it back to 7.30 this first game. Uh, do you think that might be a trend here the first few weeks with it being over 100 degrees for so many days straight? I think it's got to be because, I mean, if teams are, are really, truly heat acclimated to the kind of temperatures we're having right now, then they probably haven't been abiding by the wet bulb. Um, and I'm sure everybody's probably went above and beyond what the recommendations are at, at some point, you know, without meaning to. Cause, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's hot. I mean, I, you know, I, really and truly the biggest thing, move the season back. And I know that affects basketball and baseball and other sports like that, but the hottest part of the year is, you know, when kids are wearing all the equipment, you know. Yeah, and it's right now. I mean, it's yeah. going into the, you know, latter week of uh, August for this first game. And then, of course, basically say the whole month of September yeah. is the way it's been in the past. Uh, Coach, um, talk about defensively. I think we talked about defensively off the air. Me and you talked uh, several times. Defense is getting there. Things that the Blue Devil fans, uh, when they come in, they had a packed house here for Meet the meet the Blue Devils uh, two Fridays ago. But things that the Blue Devil fans is going to see out of a Coach Jacob Webb-led team 
uh, offensively and defensively. I know it's going to be physical. You want to get smash mouth and play football. But just some key notes that the Blue Devil fans are going to, you know, hopefully see this year. Well, hopefully it's very sound. You know, defensively, Coach Shaft's taking over defense coordinator role. He's done a phenomenal job. Every waking moment he's got is watching film and planning and replanning and uh, hey, man, I just can't say enough about the job he's done. And I thought they looked really, really good last Friday night on defense side of the ball. Uh, offensively, we want to run the football and, and, you know, hit some play action passes. Name the games, run the football. So uh, we're trying to get what we can run at will. Uh, you know, we're going to get better and better at it because we're going we're gonna to keep trying to find ways to get better at it. But we want to be physical. We want to be sound. Uh, and we want our kids to play with a lot of effort and uh, let the chips fall where they may. You know, and you mentioned Coach Shaft. I think Coach Shaft and Coach Cody Spears is the two coaches that remain from the the old coaching staff. But go over your staff real quick. You come on quick, and you know you hired some some great guys to come in and help coach this team with you. Uh, some new faces are going to be on the sideline that the that the fans and the players uh, have to get used to and, and, and know. Yeah. So Coach Shaft, Coach Spears back. Coach Shaft's defense coordinator. Coach Spears special teams coordinator. Running back coach. Uh, Coach Rico, uh, Mr. Rico to some, he's Coach Rico now. He's been teaching here the last few years and wanted, wanted a chance to come coach, and we found a spot for him, and he's he's, he's done a very commendable job. Uh, hired in Joe Vitalik, he's been at Hancock the last 10 years. Great guy, high-energy guy, uh, good coach, uh, you know, helping out Coach uh, Schaff on the defense side of the ball, coach linebackers. You got Jimmy Rising. Uh, been coaching longer than some of the guys on the staff have been living. So he's he's been around. He's seen a lot of football. He's a a, a really good guy for uh, Shaft to bounce ideas off of and uh, kind of keep all us young coaches in line a little bit. Uh, brought Logan Lizenby in. He's a PRC graduate. Graduated with Cody, if I remember correctly. Uh, he came from West Harrison doing our offensive line. Um, we got Coach Benji Bellello. He's he's come in as a paraprofessional he's uh coached a lot of little league here and we thought it'd be good to get a community guy in here that these kids trust and know uh and you know lucky for us he turned out to be a dang good football coach uh we also got lane Fazant. he's doing junior high uh he's coming in he's going to help some on friday nights but he's primarily one of the junior high coaches you know when names like that you're talking about uh coach um Fazan doing your junior high that's that's where you start with these kids in seventh grade and build a program. And I think that's a tremendous number aspect from seventh grade all the way to twelfth grade. You've got yeah. a lot of kids. I think what is there seventy five on the varsity roster? JV seventy five something, something like that. that. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of kids turn out this year. Uh, so I think we're close to two hundred seven through twelve. So somewhere in there. total and that good, tremendous good turnout. Yeah. The uh, coach, just one more quick question. As you are uh, you're studying your first week opponent, you your schedule. Uh, the dis- the new district with PRC going in the Sitsay, they moved them up. Of course, we got the long road to, to ter- uh, Terry, or we got Terry and Jim Hill and Forest Hill up north in Jackson, and then uh, West Jones and Hattiesburg in the district. Talk a little bit about the district. I know you, you haven't been new to this area for a long time, but I know some of them schools has probably resonated across yeah, the state line. Yeah, well, you know, I always know about West Jones. I grew up you know, watching Wayne County play a lot of football. Uh, you know, we'd get beat out, we'd go start supporting Wayne County because they went far up the road, and that's back and they were running, rolling pretty good. You know, West Jones, you know, we knew a lot about them because they, they met a lot in the playoffs. Uh, of course, know a little bit about Hattiesburg, you know, and the program they've got. Uh, you know, Terry and, and some of them hadn't heard as much about, but, uh, you know, since I've gotten here, you know, we've, we've, we've got what film we could get on and try to check them out. But, uh, you know, West Jones always got a great program, and people are saying, well, they got a new head coach. Well, I'm sure they still got the dogs there. So, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, we're just worried about South Pike right now. Uh, hopefully we can come out of that with a victory and, uh, you know, at the very least just get better from it. So so we'll get ready for district play. Yeah, you never over want to, you never want to overlook the opponent right in front of you, That's and that right. is South Pike. Uh, coach? Time kickoff time push back till seven thirty. So uh, have a have a good rest of the week. Getting the boys ready, and we'll see you Friday night for South Pike. Yes, sir. I'm excited. Go Devils. Hello, football fans. Devin Smith here with Remax Premier Group in Picayune. It's August, and that means one thing: it's football season. Our area schools have worked so hard to give us all something to be excited about. I take great pride in my football roots in Pearl River County, and I'm honored to serve our people. I look forward to helping residents, both old and new, make Pearl River County their home. 
I would love to help you with any and all of your real estate needs. You can contact me at our office, 601-798-3399 or 601-347-2641. Or you can catch me in the stands cheering on my favorite players under those Friday night lights. Making decisions on when and where to further your education is a big step in life. So let Pearl River Community College be the destination for you. Pearl River offers the first two years of any major and over 42 career and technical programs. They have three locations to better serve your educational needs. The Hancock Center at 454 Highway 90 Suite D in Waveland. The Forest County Center at 5448 Highway 49 South in Hattiesburg. And the main campus located at 101 Highway 11 North in Poplarville. Pearl River Community College. Roll, river, roll. Welcome back, everybody, to Talking Ball Y'all podcast. Jason Baker, the voice of the Poplarville Hornets sitting down to visit with our head coach, Jay Beach. And uh, Jay, I want to touch on your team from a year ago, sort of a third round exit that I think sort of kind of opened some eyes across the state of people that were a little shocked. I think a lot of people had maybe penciled in the Hornets to take on Mendenhall and the Stone Tomcats were a team uh, that pulled off the victory on that Friday night. How much do you hope or how much has it been maybe motivation for this club that you have a departure, maybe a little unexpected in, in an abrupt exit out of the playoffs. How much do you think it motivated this team and this club through the offseason? Well, it hopefully it motivated us a lot. You know, last year we had a big, strong physical team. We had about 20 seniors this year. We're not as big, and uh, we only have about 11 or 12 seniors. So we're going to scrap and work and fight and play really passionate every single week uh, to have a chance to win which we can. We can be really good if we play with a lot of passion. If we come out uh, with any other attitude besides that, anybody on, on our schedule could beat us. Jay, when you hear of a class like what you had a year ago, 20 seniors heavily in leadership, you had a three-year starter and a quarterback. You had a Mike Backer who was a three-year starter on defense uh, in Tank Trotter and Nikhil Trotter. When you look at losing that leadership, what's got to happen for a club to find a leader or to assume a leader? How do you, how do you sort of approach that within this team? Well, hopefully our senior class will begin to fill those roles, and I think we will. Um, you know, uh, only time will tell. Um, we have some good leadership. Our, our four senior captains, Tyke and Jax and um, Aiden, and who's the other one? <laughs> I have to get back. That's okay. Uh, but – um, they've done a good job so far. We've just got a small senior class, so we need the guys that didn't get elected captain to, to come on, to, to uh, you know, to lead, to lead this team um, with more passion and more energy, and, and hopefully that we'll begin to do that. Are you a coach that talks to them about that, or is it really more so – because I think of it in terms of, right, you lost a heavy leadership class. When you've got 20 seniors – I think a year ago, you could sort of let them police themselves, if you will. Yeah. Is, it, is it something that you bring up to this team? Like, hey, somebody's going to have to step up. Or is it just something that, hey, time will tell. We'll let the tough schedule sort of develop that leadership characteristic. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. And Evan McGee is our other captain. Uh, him and Aiden uh, tied at Ironman. They became automatic captains. Uh, and Evan's doing a great job leading by example. Um, yeah, it's just something we preach and coach talk to them about every day. The habits of a winner. What what are winning habits? What do we got? If you want to play hard, fast, and physical on Friday, then you have to have winning habits. And every little thing you do from Monday to Friday, you got to be intense. You got to be passionate. You got to take the small things and make them really important. And then on Friday night, you'll have a chance to play full quarters really hard. If you don't take those Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays very serious, and then you try to come and show out on a Friday night and play as hard as you can with intensity and passion, you, you won't be ready and it's not going to work out for you. So those are the things we preach and talk about all week long, and it's going to be a process. Um, we're definitely far from being a finished product this year right now. Uh, we got a lot of work ahead of us, and uh, all we can do is, uh, is come to work every single day and do our very, very best every single day and, and, and see what happens. You've chosen over the course of several years throughout your coaching career here. Some years you play a jamboree, some years you don't. I would imagine that's just, can you get somebody to play or can you not? But on the years that you've played, what do you take out of it? You played one on Friday night. You played a ninth grade half, a varsity half, and a junior varsity half. 
for you as we record this on Monday of your game week now against JDC? What did you learn about your team in the Jamboree? Did you did you enjoy playing it? Do you think it was beneficial for this club? Oh, it was very, very beneficial. Uh, I'm glad we got to see our team on film for a half before we start our first game. Uh, you know, lets us know what we need to work on. What uh, Some things we thought we were good at, and we went out there and we weren't very good at them. Uh, so, that, you know, we can focus on those things this week, and, and surely we'll be better this week than we were last week. Before we get to the players, you had a shift within your coaching staff this offseason. Jacob Aycock, your defensive coordinator, now the head coach at Stone. You'll face him uh, in a couple of weeks, which will be a whole lot of fun. Back is a very familiar face and a guy in Jacob Owen who's back on your offensive staff uh, as your OC. Chris DeWeese moves from offense to defense. What do you love about that move and that switch? And and maybe what has Jacob brought to the offensive side of the ball? And what do you think Chris DeWeese is going to bring to the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, moving. we moved Coach DeWeese over to our defensive coordinator, and he's done an outstanding job, him, Coach Johnson, and Coach Soans, this, this spring and this summer of getting our defense ready to play. Got a, a ton of new faces over there, a lot of young kids that are having to play, and they've been working their tail off trying to get them ready. And, um, and they worked their tail off Friday night, I mean, coaching their butt off, trying to, to, to get them in the right position and get us some stops. And, and they're just, just busting their butt every single day with all their heart and ability to get our, our kids better. Uh, Coach Owen is, is doing a great job on offense, an extremely hard worker, puts tons of time in, uh, into being prepared. Um, it, we're we're going to try to – and he's doing a great job, and Coach Russell's doing a great job of trying to uh, get our kids uh, that tough mentality kind of back. Uh, not back, but when you graduate a bunch of seniors yeah. on offense – these younger kids don't exactly know how tough you need to be and have to be to, to, to move the ball in high school football. So, And that's a process we, we've started here, and, it, and it's going to take us a little while to get to get uh, great at it, but, but we're working right now towards that. This was a topic heavily talked about last year between you and I often, a change in offense philosophy. When Jacob Owen left here, you were coaching the wing tee. He probably knew it as well as you did within this state. Mm-hmm. And now a change. How much – have the conversations this year with you and Jacob been about understanding now the the principles and philosophies and mentality of what is this new offense and, and how much fun has that been for you sort of maybe teaching Jacob and Jacob learning and bouncing questions off and uh, how do you think he's kind of grasped to this new offensive scheme? Yeah, grasp it very well and it, it'll probably be, you know, a few more weeks before we're really on the same page uh, mentally on how we want things done. But as far as uh, – expectations uh he's he's learned it and caught on better than i expected but still it takes a long time to get that chemistry sure. and I, i'm still learning a lot about it myself so um but um and he's also can bring he's bringing new ideas to the table of, uh, of what we can do in this offense to make it better speaking of that offense let's talk about it for a moment Probably the most experienced group that you return is on the offensive line, Rhett McCardle, Jacob Taylor, but then you've got Evan McGee as a tight end who returns. But other than that, you are going to replace some pieces, a new center in Jack Owen. You've got another guard as well in Ben Will, who's been battling, I think, here in the start in the Jamboree. What do you like about your offensive line? I, I like that they're uh, really versatile. Last year we were, we were just huge on the offensive line. Um, this year we're smaller, so – that being said, we just we're gonna have to be tougher. We're gonna have to put out more effort. We're gonna have to be fight hard as we can, and uh, so it's a big challenge uh, for them for those guys. A uh, little bit undersized, but they're just gonna have to get after it and have a lot of determination to get the job done. And uh, that's something I look forward to seeing them do. One of the more difficult positions in all of sports is to play quarterback. I think one of the more uh, difficult things to coach is is a quarterback change, especially when you've got such a veteran. That's why they're paid the big bucks in the NFL when they can stay a long time. You'll make a quarterback change this year. Sidney Blackman, Landon Reinecke, I believe JT Robinson will play some as well. For you, what do you like about that quarterback room and, and what do those young men bring? Well, Sidney's our, our starter right now. Sidney's uh... – he can throw the ball really well, and uh, he was on in the spring game through two beautiful passes for touchdowns. 
Um, usually finds the right guy to throw it to. Um, he missed a few guys the other night by just a few few yards. And, uh, I think he's going to kind of dial that in, though, pretty soon. Yeah, we like to throw Landon in there, too, just because he's so fast yeah. and quick and like to get have a little mix-up. And there's some certain set of plays we like to run when he's in there. JT is our wild card. I think we're kind of going to focus on playing him more at the tailback now than quarterback and uh, so we can uh, – get more reps for our quarterbacks um if you get too many guys back there you you, you lose some value in, in your reps but uh you know i think they're going to do a great job by the by the time it's said and done in the group of backs that you return lawrence jameson's a guy who has carried a lot of snaps although i don't know that he had a lot of carries a year ago maurice travis took the bulk of the work tyke smith is back as your three back i know you've used brent olsen there uh at certain times how special does this back group have to be? Maurice Travis had a fantastic senior year from a year ago. You're replacing a lot of yards and a lot of carries yeah. in that room. Yeah, I mean, every one of our running backs with the bulk of our carries is gone. Matt and uh, Maurice and then Yvonne and then Benny. Uh, so we, we lost a lot. Um, but the guys that are Lawrence, Lawrence is talented and play running back really well, but we, we rely on him defensively a lot. Um, that's the thing about this year uh, that wasn't like the years in the past. We didn't have to play so many kids both ways in the years in the past. This year, uh, not the story. We got, those guys are going to step up and play a lot both ways. And uh, Nick Miller, Lawrence, and JT will kind of handle that tailback spot. And we'll throw in Ty Keys and Thomas Lambert a little bit there. The wingback spot, Lane Amaker and yeah. – uh, Zach Case, Lane's been doing a great job uh, as a senior coming back. He he didn't play last year, and he's still figuring things out. He's he's not 100% fluent yet on the, on the, where the holes are going to be, but each week he will get better at it. And uh, relying on Tyke back there for experience, that uh, he should be rocking and rolling this year. On the defensive side of the ball as a unit, how much of a change of philosophy is there? Uh, anytime you make a change. As a defensive coordinator, I would imagine Chris DeWeese wants to put his stamp on it versus what maybe Coach Acock run. But how much maybe will the Hornet defense look very similar to what they looked like a year ago? Or maybe what's the logic in thinking, hey, let's let's change it up? Is is there any of that kind of talk? Uh schematic wise, we're gonna we're gonna look a lot the same. But you you think about linebacker position, three uh <laughs> three college football players we yeah. lost at linebacker. Um and then we're replacing them with guys that'll be their first year starting. So they're there's going to be some growing pains there. Just It is what it is. Um, but like I said uh, before, uh, we're a work in progress, and we're going to continue to get better week by week. Jay, I believe this is your 10th season as the head coach at Poplarville High School. When you look back on a decade worth of coaching here, what strikes you the most about it? Uh, man, just how important football is to the people of Poplarville. Uh, and I'm just thankful that I've got to – have an impact on uh, so many kids' lives this last decade. You know, I'll go to the Mexican restaurant the other day, and I walk in, and there's 15 kids in there that I've coached, you know, and that that's special that I've hopefully had a, a good impact on them, and uh, they know that I, I love them and care for them and, and hope the things that they went through and learned uh, playing football uh, will help them in, in, in their careers and then being a father and – um, I'm just just proud that I've got to make these relationships with those with those guys and had, a, had some wonderful memories. Huge, played in some huge football games with a ton of uh, pressure and intensity and a high level of uh, execution in those games and and just great football the last ten years and uh, it's been it's been a great experience and uh, hopefully we, we're gonna. St- start a new decade and, and, and continue that. You may feel differently than me, and that's okay. I feel of your 10 seasons, this is the toughest schedule, and I'm not sure it's close. At least from a non-conference standpoint, I think your team is going to be challenged. I think you're going to ask a lot of them. Mm-hmm. When you talk about this schedule, you're going to begin with a 3A powerhouse in JDC, who's also coming off a third-round exit out of the playoffs from a year ago. You'll open up at home uh, against them this weekend. And then it's on to the road. You're going to go take on a Stone team on the road that eliminated you from a year ago, a Newton County team who you beat in the playoff run a year ago. You've got Wes Jones at home on the schedule. You're going to go play the Blue Devils on the road in a rivalry game. 
And that's all before we're going to get into the district play that has seen a lot of movement within our districts from a head coach and a lot of familiar faces. Yeah. How does this schedule strike you? Does it strike you about as, as really strong as it strikes me? Yeah, it's very, very strong. Um, you know, we, we played great football here, and, uh, you know, we got to play a, a tough schedule. It is what it is. And, um, you know, we want to – our ultimate main goal right now is uh, uh, to be uh, – executing at a high level by the time district play hits and then we're just going to have to scratch claw battle fight and try to win win that district title that's what we're shooting for speaking of that district some familiar faces you've got a high school teammate of yours that you will face in jeff stock still now i believe the head coach at past christian i believe uh, moss point is who we open up district play with a familiar face and a guy in john feaster uh, who we both know very well and, and a wonderful football coach at that what do you think of the district? Michael King as well, the head coach at Greene County. We'll see him. He's a familiar face. His son was once a Hornet mm-hmm. uh, as well in the middle school ranks here. What what strikes you about now being changed and being bumped down into the Coast District? Well, I think the Coast District may be the toughest 4A district that, that in the state, uh, well, in, in the South anyway. Um, I think Green's really, really good. They scored like 34 points of the day and a half in their scrimmage passes. I heard they did really well, and they're loaded, and they got a um, really good coach. And uh, Moss Point, who knows? I mean, you know, they're going to be better, and they're going to be physical, and they got yeah. tons of athletes. I don't think they played in the Jamboree. And uh, Bay High's got a, a D1 kid with a ton of athletes, and the uh, coach was going to get them figured out. And it's, There's not going to be any easy games in the district. All right, Jay, I can't believe football season is here, but it has – uh, certainly arrived. The Hornet Nation uh, will get a glimpse of their home schedule and uh, home stadium. Uh, maybe down the line, I understand it's, it's quite possible this game could be possibly being moved to the college uh, on Friday with JDC. But uh, wherever it's played, we know the Hornet Nation will be there, and uh, we can't watch to watch. We can't wait to watch this version of the Hornets uh, get going. We thank you for your time. All right, thank you, Jason. That's our head coach Jay Beach joining us on the talking. Ball Y'all podcast, more to come with defensive coordinator Chris DeWeese. Dungan Engineering is a unique force in problem solving in the state of Mississippi. They have offices in Brookhaven, Columbia, Picayune, and Macomb. Dungan Engineering has the capability to provide expansive and complex services to state agencies, local governments, utility providers, and national firms. They do this all while preserving the good neighbor attitude that allows them to be active members in the communities they serve. Their motto is service, strength, solutions. It's not just words, not just goals, and not just an outcome. Welcome back to the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. Jason Baker, the voice of the Poplarville Hornets, visiting with the newly crowned defensive coordinator, of Poplarville football. Jacob Aycock's departure opens up an opportunity. You've been on the defensive side of the ball much earlier, I think, in your coaching career as a Hornet. Went to the offensive side of the ball, helped kind of change offensive philosophy from a year ago. And then a conversation occurs with Jay to be able to move you to the defensive side of the ball. Take us to that moment when when you were presented with the opportunity and um, how it hit you when Jay said, hey, I'd like for you to be the defense coordinator of Poplarville. Uh I would be lying if I said it didn't catch me off guard, but uh, something that I've wanted to do to be a coordinator on both sides of the ball and, you know, the opportunity presented itself. And Jay asked me uh, what I thought about it and told him, you know, whatever makes us better. And, um, you know, we had an opportunity to hire uh, Coach Owen. So um, he's comfortable on the offense side of the ball. So switched over and, and it's been a good transition so far. Chris, you've been uh, outside of Adam Johnson, the most tenured, I believe, staff member of Poplarville Hornet football, uh, and at least underneath Jay Beach as well um, as one of his second most longest tenured coaches. Uh, what's kept you around? What's what's kept you? You drive a long distance. You make a, a long commute every day into the Poplarville community. Uh, what's made you stay and in, in, in stay a part of this staff underneath Jay Beach? Yeah, the community. Um, we have great community support. Um, our principals and uh, superintendent uh, are really big backers of our program. Um, the parents and, and kids here. Um, we have great kids come come to school, work hard, um, play a tough nose brand of football, 
And then uh, just this staff, you know, this is year 10 for me. You know, me and Coach Johnson have been here all 10, but Coach Russell's been here nine. Coach Owen's back. Um, you know, Coach Sones is from this area. So we've got a good nucleus, and it's, it's really hard to leave that group of guys. You know, they've become uh, like family to me, and um, it's just a bond that, you know, we'll carry whenever all of us do leave here. Ten years, I asked Jay this question earlier in this Talking Ball Y'all podcast. Um, what struck him about ten seasons as he gets ready to embark that tenth season as the head coach? What has struck you about the ten years here? What what maybe is a fond memory? What what sticks out about it when you look back on a decade of coaching Hornet football? Yeah, just the amount of great players uh, that have come through this program. Um, the great coaches that I've learned from and worked underneath, you know, Coach Story and Coach Aycock on the defensive side, uh, Coach Owen offensively. Um, and then Coach Beach, just being around him, um, I think over 10 years has made me a better coach and, you know, a better man as well. So uh, it's flown by, um, but I tell everybody this is the golden era of Hornet football. 96 wins in nine years, never been done or even come close to uh, in school history. So let's keep it going. Let's talk about your defensive unit, shall we? How much of a change in philosophy? How much have you maybe you borrowed from Jacob Baycock? How much have you maybe instilled from from other influences? Um, and really take us through what that process has been like. I think a lot of it's the same, teaching-wise, verbiage-wise. We try to keep it as much of it the same so it wasn't just a new system being thrown at them. Now you'll see some slight differences, uh, the way we play some coverages, the way we line up to different formations. Um, but Hornet football has been Hornet football. You know, we're going to line up right. We're going to tackle well and run to the football, stuff that we've done to be successful for years. First thing that jumps off the page at me is there's a lot of tackles being replaced in that linebacker core. Will Harry, Nikhil Trotter, Mark Will, all gone, all playing junior college football. Uh, by the way, and all have bright futures in this game. So that means starting with the linebackers, that's a whole new bunch completely within that linebacking group. What is uh, maybe the challenges that have been presented there, and, and what do you like about that group? Uh, I like some of the youth in that group. Um, the challenges would be like Friday night against Forest County. You know, they came out and um, did some things we didn't prepare for, um, but we adjusted well, and, uh, you know, it looked like we had – a first-time starter in Brent Olson and a sophomore starting in Aiden Harmon. But as we go on, you know, they're not going to look like that. They're going to be more prepared. I think they're prepared for the physicality of it right now, but just going through schemes and going through where they need to be and where they need to fit, we're just going to get better with that. Olson's a young man who I think has been moved all over this program. I think he's been a, a wingback some. Uh, I think he was a three-back some last year to back up Tyke Smith and a good one at that. What's made him so attractive to move him over to the defensive side? Yeah, I think it, just his versatility. He's kind of sneaky athletic. He he pays attention. He watches film. Um, you know, I, I don't have to coach the same small things with him. He gets the big concept of what we're doing on defense. Um, and he's played a lot of football. He started at uh, five tackle as a sophomore against Biloxi whenever we beat them here. Uh, he played some running back and three back. You know, he's played linebacker in the past. Uh, me and Coach Johnson were talking earlier. He played defensive end at one point. So just a jack-of-all-trades for us right now. And then you mentioned Harmon. Obviously, a lot of people know Ahmad Harmon, who played here as a linebacker two seasons ago, now a Pearl River Community College Wildcat, I believe, one of their starting backers over there for Seth Smith's bunch. This is his younger brother. Obviously, when you hear of a sophomore getting an opportunity like this, awfully tells you there's certainly some talent there, is there not? There is talent, and it's, it's going to take some time to grow and mature. Um, but instinctually, he's got it. And, uh, you know, physically is where he has to grow. And, you know, the off-season program, of course, is going to help us there. But he had a great summer, put on some weight, moves well. And uh, like I said, his instincts just kind of set him apart from everybody else. The defensive line is a unit that I would have said coming in, I would think would be maybe the strength of this football team. Aiden Dito's a young man who started quite a bit of football for the Hornets from a year ago. It's a it's a unit up front that I think's got some depth to it. Scott Gerald, Josh Beck uh, are some guys that just jump out at me to think about. How important does it all begin with that defensive line, and do you agree that it's that it's a unit that needs to be the strength of this football team? Oh, yeah. Anytime your strength's up front, it's going to make you uh, 
have you have the ability to be more successful. Nobody's a bigger fan of that group than Coach Soames. You know, it's easier to play DB <laughs> whenever you have a good defensive line. But uh, we've moved Josh Beck outside and moved Scott Gerald back into nose. Uh, we feel like we got a good first four. Nathan Brown had a great summer, has had a great fall camp. You'll see him play. And then we're looking for more guys to step up. We've got some young guys we're really excited about, but it's going to take some growing and maturity and, you know, see if they can do it at the JV level and then try to get them in on Friday nights. You mentioned that secondary that's coached by Coach Solnes. And, and just when you look at it, your safety production is back. You've got Lawrence Jamison there, a young man who's transferred in. I believe in JT Robinson is who I'm referring to. And uh, I think he brings a lot of athleticism, had a pick in the jamboree. As far as the safeties go, they seem experienced, but you're going to test two new corners uh, at least early in this season. What do you what do you think of that unit? What's maybe the stresses of that group here early in the season? I think this, you know, the big thing for our DBs is lining up right right now. Like I said, we're going to switch some things up, how we align, how we play some coverages. So just pay attention and learn right now. Um, you know, we're going to see a wing T team this week. But as we go on, we're going to see more and more spread teams, and there's going to be some nuances that they have to pick up on. But Landon Reineke has has been a great corner for us. Cole Henry as a sophomore has come on. Uh, Pate Picasso has had a great, great fall camp, looking to put him on special teams and get him some reps. Uh, Nick Miller is a returning starter on off um, on defense from last year, looking at him at corner. And uh, Zach Case is another guy that we're excited about. For those of us who have never coached the game of college football, what's the differences in maybe coaching offense and preparing to coach offense on a Friday night and preparing to coach defense on a Friday night? Uh, I think offensively um, you have a pretty good idea of what they're going to come out and line up in. I think defensively, you know, uh, the cards are kind of stacked against you um, as far as the style of football that's played today. Um, but, um, you know, you can see anything, any type of offense week to week. So you've got to be able to be multiple and adjust, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to preach to our kids, line up right, play fast, and be physical. All right. I can't wait uh, to watch this unit grow. I can't wait to watch your stamp be put on this defensive unit uh, throughout this football season. Chris, we thank you for your time. All right. Appreciate you. Thank you all. That's the great Chris DeWeese, the defensive coordinator for the Poplarville Hornets, joining us on this version of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast.